What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Lena Hurtig, if she scores it, Sweden are in. She has been saved on the goal line once, twice. It was saved by Alyssa Nair, but did it fly behind the line through the air? There might be a VAR check in the shootout. It was saved by Alyssa Nair, but it spun up off her hand and flew through the air. She then clawed it out with a second save Nair, but did it cross the line? A silence falls over, and now eruption. It did go behind the line. Lena Hertig has scored for Sweden. Sweden are through. Sweden are through. It's hard to imagine more drama in any form of sport than a penalty shootout of that magnitude in a World Cup. It was simply stunning to watch. It was great vision, uh, great drama. It had uh, obviously one very, very happy bunch in Sweden and one distraught bunch in uh, the United States. It was, it was superb. Uh, the Netherlands uh, earlier had uh, got up and uh, ended South Africa's dream run with a 2-0 win at the Sydney Football Stadium. Uh, but how amazing has this World Cup been? Let's be honest. And it doesn't uh, get any less intense tonight because the hosts to take on Denmark and uh, England have uh, a pretty tough one in Nigeria as well. And joining us uh, now is a man doing a brilliant job calling it all for SEN and we're dovetailing into it as well. It's uh, Jordan Canellis. Uh, good morning to you, Jordan. Uh, a lot of late nights, but a lot of rewarding in uh, terms of calling some great action. Morning, Ed. Yes, no, it's been it's been really good. And uh, and as is the case normally, as uh, tournaments go on week week by week, all the matches become more and more exciting now. So into the knockout phase, and um, yeah, last night was. Last night was just uh, an incredible match. I mean, it started off a little bit dull, actually, the, the USA-Sweden game, but the way that it ended was just unbelievable. I've never seen it end like that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's getting intense now, the tournament. Jordan, she'll be, be surprised about the, the United States. Uh, they scored three against uh, Vietnam, and we thought we'd, they'd absolutely pulverise them. Uh, and uh, they've scored one since then. So four goals for a side that has dominated world football so long. Shall we be surprised they're gone? Um, I mean, yes and no. I mean, yes, because they are the world champions of the two-time reigning champions. They've won four four World Cups overall. Um, you know, you sort of if you're going by the cliches, the cream rises to the top, then you'd expect you know a team like the USA to have the experience in a in a knockout match like that. But but also not that surprised either because they haven't been that great. So if you're going off off recent form and and what we've seen at this World Cup, then no, I'm not I'm not totally surprised that they've been eliminated because they haven't mm. been good at all really, and they haven't been like the USA that we know at this World Cup. Yeah, that that win against Vietnam was a three nil win, but actually. It probably should have been a lot more, and and that's that's a credit to Vietnam and how well they defended in that match. Even despite um, conceding three goals, they were actually pretty good, and gave um, gave the USA a bit of a hard time. And then since then, the USA were just they were just a bit flat. And I think I think it really showed that um, they're great players who have been around for a while. So the likes of Alex Morgan and, and Megan Rapino in particular, who have been legends for that team, um, are probably just. I think they were probably exposed for their for their age. Really, they've just they're at the back end of their career, and maybe were just hung on to for a bit too long, and that that hurt them. Uh, I think, and um, yeah, they 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 didn't have that that sort of fight. They didn't have that um, that that edge 
in this tournament, the USA. So, and Sweden's group stage was really good. Um, so heading into the match, I thought that Sweden would actually would actually win that game last night. So it's probably a, mm. an indicator as to as to the USA's form. But I didn't think it'd end on penalties. No, uh, I didn't either. And uh, there was um, an absolute hero and goal for them, and uh, Zestira and Misovic. Uh, I mean, some of those saves were quite incredible, and uh, it was it was pretty cool actually because. Uh, whilst there was spectacular end and uh, that Alissanea save at the end or half save at the end was, uh, I mean, the goalkeepers were such a defining point in the game. They were, yeah. Both goalkeepers were probably the star players for each team. I mean, Musovic for, uh, for Sweden was the reason they won that game. Had it not been for her, they would have conceded probably two or three times in the match. Her saves in the second half were just incredible. Um, reflex diving saves, fingertip saves, um, saving some brilliant shots from the United States, headers and, and long-range attempts, and she was stopping them all. Um, if it wasn't for her, then, yeah, it might be the USA who have gone through. But even Alyssa Nair at the other end for, for the United States, she didn't make the um, any sort of, uh, you know, reflex diving saves like, like Mushevich at the other end, but she still mm. was so commanding in, in claiming the high balls from corners and crosses and just being a, a, an authoritative presence in the box. Um, and then... And then uh, almost almost got the job done in the penalty shootout. She did save one penalty in the shootout earlier, and then and then thought she had saved that last one as well. But um, yeah, last night's match was I think defined by both goalkeepers. But Musevich was our player of the match, and I think I think most um, uh, sort of media outlets and, and the official man of the, or player of the match was given to, to Musevich, the Sweden goalkeeper. Uh, before we get on to uh, the exciting action coming up tonight, just uh, a final observation on uh, the USA. This is a side that lined up, couldn't make up their minds whether they'd wanted to sing the national anthem or not. Some sang it, some didn't. Some half sang it, some put their hands on their chest uh, and appeared to as if they were very proud of being Americans, but they didn't want to, uh, and they wanted to play for America, but they didn't want to sing their national anthem. Uh, this is a side that uh, has always been regarded as perhaps the most powerful and most forthright women's sporting side in the world in terms of what they've demanded and what they've got. Um, what do you think the ramifications will be back home? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think there'll be I think there'll be a lot of turnover. I think there, there's already they're already sort of transitioning now into the next phase. They've had this great team that's won the last two World Cups and that, that generation is now coming to an end and the new generation's coming in. Um, I don't know if there'll be a change in, in manager. There might be. Um, I think the manager probably... So Vlatko Andonovsky is the manager. I think... I think he was probably a little um, reserved in making a big call. I think he was probably a bit too afraid in, in trying to change the lineup too much, um, probably to his detriment in the end, because they, there was better attacking talent on the bench that they were had um, better, you know, he was probably better off disposed to use, um, but, but didn't do that, didn't pull the trigger on that. So I, I wonder if there'll be a a change um, in the technical staff, in the coaches, uh, and I think there'll be pretty heavy turnover. There's going to be pretty heavy turnover, I think, in the players. The elder players will, will be ushered out and the newer players, and they've got great young players coming through. There's, there's players in that team at, in this year's squad who are you know, 18 years old, 20 years old, 22 years old, who are going to be the future for the United States. So I think, as far as the football perspective goes, I think we're going to see a pretty big shift for the United States, and, and by the next World Cup in four years from now, it's going to be a completely different look 
Without doubt, the biggest night in Australian football, of uh, women's football in particular, the Matildas, maybe men's football as well. Um, when you look at the numbers and the level of interest, the ratings, etc. Tonight against Denmark. Now, this is a side I think are gettable from Australia's point of view. What's the latest team news you're hearing? Well, I haven't really heard much in terms of the changes for Australia. Obviously, a lot of the um, the, the talk and the uh, attention is going to be around Sam Kerr, but I think I honestly think nothing much would have changed from the last time. I think uh, Sam Kerr will probably start on the bench, and it's going to be touch and go whether she comes off the bench. It'll probably be a similar um, strategy to the game against Canada a week ago, where she'll start on the bench, and then if she needs to come off the bench to be an impact player in the second half, then, then they might call upon her. Um, I don't think... Even at this stage now, it's been, what, two and a half weeks, I think, since the injury for the calf. It's probably, I'm sure she's on, uh, on track to, uh, to getting better, but from the recent news that we've heard at training, um, some of the reporters who have been out there said that she wasn't training with the main group. She didn't have her boots on. She was just sort of doing, um, I think she was on the bike maybe, just, um, just pedaling around on the, on the bike, on the stationary bike. So that's kind of the level of training she's at at the moment, not running, not training with the ball, um, she made herself available to play in the game against Canada last week, but um, but whether that means she's actually fit to play or not, um, we don't yet know. So if they absolutely desperately need her at the end of a the match, then they might bring her on. But I think we'll see. I think the, the lineup for Australia actually worked um, uh, last week against Canada. The, the combination of Mary Fowler, who came back into the team, mm. and Emily Van Egmond, who's a, a veteran midfielder, together playing in that central area where Sam Kerr would normally be, actually worked. I think that was a pretty good combination and having Caitlin Ford back on the left side who is a, a genuine winger having her on the left wing um, and the team looked strong. The team looked pretty good against Canada so I think I think we're going to see a pretty similar looking team um, but I agree with you. I think Denmark are very gettable. I have not been that impressed by Denmark and they're, they're generally not a bad team but they haven't played scintillating football at all. I haven't really been um, you know, excited or impressed by any of their matches so far. So I think this is a, mm. a pretty gettable match for Australia. I'd be, I'd be, I'm not saying this because I'm Australian, but I'd be disappointed if uh, Australia would lose to Denmark in, in tonight's clash because they do come in the more fancied team. Oh, I absolutely, totally agree. I, I think Australia, for me, quite warm favourites on form. Uh, and just uh, very briefly, um, England-Nigeria, the earlier of the matchups tonight, uh, England are our favourites for with our TAB system over here to go on and win the World Cup. Is that how you see it? Yeah, it's interesting. It's so open now. I mean, with the USA and Germany both out, they were the, the two favourites heading into the tournament. And we've seen a couple of uh, big names go out as well with Canada out in the group stage and Brazil out as well. So there's been a definite shuffle at the top. I think England, that's probably a good call. I think tonight's match will be, will be really fascinating. England against Nigeria. There's... There's a bit of um, history between those two nations as well. Nigeria, there's a lot of uh, a lot of Nigerian immigrants who have gone to England, so they've got a very big population of Nigerians in England. So it's going to be a bit of a bit of a grudge match, I think, um, between England and Nigeria. Um, but I think England's England and I would say Japan would probably be the two teams right now, and, and maybe you can add Spain to that as a third team. But definitely Japan mm. and England would be the teams that I'd have now as uh, as the new favourites to win the World Cup. Um, England would go in as favourites tonight for sure, but I think they'll be given a test by Nigeria. They've been uh, they've been a plucky team, and I think they've got some talent there. They've got good defensive talent too. Um, uh, to, to give England a hard time, but England in their last game was so impressive, and they've got uh, young Lauren James, who's 21 years old, who's probably going to be the best young player of the tournament. She's just been incredible. Um, if you go back and watch her highlights, 
uh, and the goals that she scored in this tournament alone, they've all been incredible finishes. So Lauren James is going to be a, a difference maker for England. And, uh, and yeah, I've got them winning in this match tonight as well. But, um, but I think they'll be given a, a pretty good test by Nigeria. Fascinating. I uh, have loved your work. I uh, love the calls. It's been uh, a riveting, absolutely riveting uh, television, riveting sport with drama, etc. Hey, Jordan, thanks for your time. And uh, we'll let you get a little bit of rest before you go at it again. <laughs> no worries, Smithy. Thank you so much.